Hello, I'm Dr. Doris Forte, and welcome to the Visionarium Podcast, where ordinary people gain extraordinary vision. If this is your first time here, welcome. I am so glad you're here. And if you've been here before, welcome back. This is episode 43. This episode was inspired by a couple of things. First of all, I was watching Football Sunday. I was watching the Minnesota Vikings take on the New York Jets, and they won the game, Minnesota did. Although New York made quite a rally in the fourth quarter, the Vikings pulled it off once again. It made me think about, back in the day, how fierce the Vikings' defense was. In fact, it was called the Purple People Eaters. And there were four guys that led the defensive line. It was Jim Marshall, Alan Page, Gary Larson, and Carl Ellers. They were called the Purple People Eaters. Purple because that was the Vikings' colors. Their colors are purple and gold. And the reason they were called the Purple People Eaters was because of a song that actually came out in 1958 by a guy named Wooly. Sheb Wooly was his name. And you've heard that song before. Usually on Halloween, it's called the one-eyed, one-armed, flying purple people eater. He was a one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people eater. One-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people eater. It was about an alien, right? So that's why they were called the purple people eaters, because they ate up anybody that challenged that defensive line because the Vikings' colors were purple and because of that song. So... I had already decided that my topic for this week was going to be people-pleasing. And because of everything I just shared, the title of this episode is not Flying Purple People Eaters. It is Lying Purple People Pleasers. We're going to discuss people-pleasing today. So having said all of that, let's take a deep dive inside the Visionarium and take another look at people-pleasing. So what is people-pleasing exactly, and why is that a bad thing? I mean, don't we want people to try to please us? Don't we want to be around pleasant people? Yes, we do. And no, we don't. Let me explain what people-pleasing is, first of all. People-pleasing is doing something for someone else in order to gain something for yourself. There are strings attached to the giving from a people-pleaser. It's a form of manipulation. What the people-pleaser wants is in. They want to be in a certain circle. They want to be a member of something. They want to be your friend. They want to be accepted. They want to be loved. They want you to appreciate them and to value them in ways that they do not already value themselves. So they offer things a lot. They offer to help. If you're part of a group with this person, they're always the one. They'll say, oh, I'll do it. Oh, I'll bring it. Oh, sure, I can do that. I can do this. And they do it to make themselves seem like this really wonderful person. And don't get me wrong. There are some really wonderful people in this world. There are people who just like to help. There are people who have struggled and overcome, and they understand the importance of helping. There are people with genuinely good hearts and no ulterior motives. But it gets a little tricky when you're dealing with a people pleaser because they appear to be this very nice person who wants to help and who gives you the impression that they are a giver, a very generous person. But in truth, it's a form of manipulation because they're looking at the outcome of their action of giving, what they will get in return. 
their primary goal is to try to secure something from you in return. They have a hidden agenda, and you may not even be aware of that. This is what it can look like when you're dealing with a people pleaser. If I do this for you, I expect you to do this for me. Love me. Let me be your friend. Let me be in this group. They want in. I will give and do what you want because I need to keep the peace, even though I resent the hell out of you for making me do this. I'm going to do this to keep the peace. But underneath that surface of being a peacemaker is seething resentment because they're feeling like you're making them do this. And that's not what they really want to do. I'll do nice things for you. Then I'll keep score and I'll use that score and bring it up to you at a time when it's convenient for me. I will do favors for you and you will appreciate me and like me more and more. If I don't sacrifice myself for others, people will think that I'm selfish or that I'm a jerk. So I'll do whatever I need to do in order to make you think that I'm a nice person with a generous heart. And that way you'll love me. I'll say yes to something even if I don't want to because it's easier than expressing how I really feel. That's the thinking of a people pleaser. It's very similar to how a narcissist thinks, actually, because it is about controlling. But there is a difference. The narcissist could care less about love. It is totally about control. The narcissist has no problem thinking that they're entitled to everything. You just need to be aware of that. They will bombard you with gifts and with their greatness and paint images of how wonderful they are and how they're willing to serve you and you just utter a need and they'll satisfy it. But the motive of a narcissist is that they truly believe that you are incapable of doing this for yourself and that they are the savior. And by saving you, they will control you and then have you do their bidding. The people pleaser, on the other hand, really believes that they are unworthy and that they have to buy your love by their good deeds. So both personality types have control issues. They're just a little bit different, and they both are very unhealthy types of relationships to indulge in, to be a part of. Control really has no place in a loving relationship. People should be free to be who they are and to love who they want to love. When we have to manipulate our actions in order to gain love, we become very disassociated with who we really are. When our agenda does not line up with our true values, that is a dangerous situation for the person to be in and for us to be in relationship with that kind of person. It's delusional thinking. Because we can never control the feelings of someone else. We're lucky if we can control our own feelings half the time. To try to control how somebody feels about you by doing things that you think they want that mean nothing to you and actually just end up being a pain in the butt because these things are so meaningless to you. You're just going through the motions because you feel that's the only way that you can get love. You end up being very inauthentic, and that is a miserable way to live. That's the only thing you have to offer, inauthenticity. All of your relationships are fake. All of the hard work that you're doing is a waste of time. These things rarely ever lead to fruition of anything good. It's just a way to perpetuate misery. 
we become what's known as a chameleon, you know, depending on what group we find ourselves in when we are a people pleaser. If we're around a bunch of athletes, we want to be a part of it, we act like we like sports. If we're around people who enjoy going to museums and looking at art and galleries, we become an art lover. If we're around foodies, we become a foodie. And sooner or later, we don't know who we are or what we have to offer. And we're lost. And you cannot give from an empty cup. Being a people pleaser just guts you. And the end result is resentment because you're not getting what you are setting out to get. The love, the acceptance, the adulations don't come back to you. You feel like you've given so much that your only recourse is to be a very resentful, bitter person. People-pleasing stems from a low self-esteem, and there is a way to turn it around by turning the light onto ourselves and finding ways to build our self-esteem. Because it is only when we become able to love ourselves and to accept the self that we are that we become authentic and real. You know when you want to do something. You know when you don't. Do the things that register yes and begin to fill your life with those yes experiences. Say no to the things that don't mean anything. Be willing to walk this walk alone if you have to, rather than sell yourself short like that. Because I guarantee you that if you do the work, the self-work that leads to self-love, you will be able to walk alone if need be. Because anytime you are willing to sell your soul for anything, whether it's the love and acceptance of another person or a membership to a group that you think is really cool, whatever it is, you're selling your most valuable asset, the essence of who you are, and you're left with nothing. We need to flip this whole thing around and begin to put the focus on ourselves and what we need. Because another problem with people-pleasing is when you're giving it all away, you just have nothing to give to yourself. And nobody's giving to you either because they don't know who you are because you have misrepresented yourself. I wanted to talk about people-pleasing this time of year, the holiday season, because there is a lot of things happening during the holiday season emotionally. You know, many people feel lonely. They feel unappreciated. They feel fearful, a lot of anxiety that happens in the holiday seasons. Invitations are tossed out a lot more frequently than they may be at other times of the year. Oh, I'm having this get-together. I'm having this gathering. Why don't you come over? Why don't you meet us here? You know, that kind of thing. And it's hard for some people to say no. When we've talked about this, no is a complete sentence. But a people pleaser really suffers during this time of year because we spread ourselves really thin by trying to satisfy other people's agendas. Somebody's having a party. Oh, I'll not only come, I'll bake something. I'll bring something. You just end up spread real thin and you're almost feeling invisible at these events because they mean nothing to you. You haven't really cultivated a real relationship with the people that are inviting you and you know it. They may not know it. It may be a genuine invitation from their end, but you know that the relationship is built on fakeness and they don't even know who you are. They're inviting you to these parties. They don't even know who you are. 
It makes you feel even more unloved. So I hope that I'm beginning to paint a picture that illustrates the diminishing return of being a people pleaser. It's a huge effort that's put out with no payoff at all. And instead, it leaves you feeling hollow, resentful, bitter, and worse, more alone than you started off being. So let's talk about how we can turn this around, how we can get out of this mode of needing to manipulate people into being our friend or coming across as being this wonderful, jolly, generous spirit person when really we're operating from a place where we need, we need to receive the love that we're giving out. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. You have lied about who you are. And that's why I entitled this episode, Lying Purple People Pleasers. The purple part was just because I was still excited about the Vikings, and I like the color purple. But it's a serious issue, and I'm not going to leave you high and dry. I'm going to leave you with a couple of tips to think about it and some really good news. The good news is that I'm starting off 2023 with a series that focuses on self-love. We're going to spend some time falling in love with ourselves in a very healthy way, and it's going to change our lives. So just hold on a few more weeks and look forward to the series. I'm not sure what I'm going to call the series yet, but the topic that will be discussed over a number of weeks will be self-love, and we all need more of that. In the meantime, to help you begin to unravel this conundrum about people-pleasing, do this. The next time you make a statement to someone, or take an action that feels inauthentic, ask yourself why. Why are you doing that? What is the payoff? What do you want in this situation that is causing you to be inauthentic? That's as far as you need to go for right now. I will help you go further after the first of the year. So with that, let's take a deep breath and swim back up to the surface. Thank you so very much for being here today. I'm feeling the need to say thank you for taking this journey with me this year, period. I started this podcast last January, and it has been a real blessing. So every time I'm able to do the thing that I wanted to do for so long, and I know that I'm bringing my audience, my friends along with me, I feel the support and I'm grateful. Tune in next week. We will have another episode. And again, I have no idea what I'm going to talk about right now. I know that at the beginning of 2023, we're launching with a series about self-love. Leading into that, it may be anything. So tune in and invite a friend to join as well. And thank you for continuing to do that. The Visionarium podcast has grown since last January. I know that is strictly because of you, and I appreciate that. Until next week, if you need to reach me, my email address is thevisionariumpodcast at gmail.com, or you can reach me through the website, which is insidethevisionarium.com, and my email address on the website is doc at insidethevisionarium.com. 
If I were you, I would go over to thevisionarium.com, look in the section called After Images, because you will find a link to the song One-Eyed, One-Horn, Flying Purple People Eater. I put it there so that I wouldn't be sued for singing the song, but I got the link off of YouTube, so I think it's available to the whole world. And it's a fun song, so check it out. So until we meet again, remember to focus on your dreams, because you've got to have a dream to make a dream come true. See you soon.